Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You are listening to the Glory Hunters podcast with me, Charlie Baker, and we've got Kevin Day, Natalie Sawyer, Luke Moore, and Andy Dawson. Now, we recorded this in the dying embers of transfer deadline day, where Kevin Day was desperately trying to not find out if Zahar had gone anywhere. I still don't know. I'm adamant. You're adamant. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Charming. Um, now, it was, a, it was a hotly contested it was. quiz. Yeah. yeah. And you seem, well, let's not say it. There was a lot of anger, is all I'm going to say. There was a lot of simmering anger. It was, all, it was anger. all nice and pleasant in the green room. Yeah. Then you come in here. It's I'm going to call it a controversial animal. first episode, Charlie. That's what <laughs> I'm going to call it. I'm going to be <laughs> diplomatic. Well, yeah. somebody um, knows who won now, then. Because yeah. I'll tell you something now Andy Dawson's fuming. He oh, can't even well, speak, he's fuming. <laughs> Let's not give away who's won on the intro to the podcast. But, you know, People might gamble on it. That's the thing. <laughs> might start gambling on the gl- on oh, glory, hunters. glory hunters. Exactly. Well, it was a big market. It was hotly contested. <laughs> um, we enjoyed ourselves. And we hope you enjoy it too. Here is Glory Hunters. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that aims to find the smartest celebrity fans in football. It's a contest that pits teams from all divisions against one another as our guests have the honour of representing the team they've always supported. For the winner, the prospect of end of season honours lay ahead, whilst the losers will be on the next plane home, and when I say plane I mean minicab or train or tube or... Boris Bike. They still call Boris Bikes. I don't know. But who will be victorious and who will be vanquished? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. Yes, the crowd went mild. There we are. And now before we find out who will be competing in today's fixture, let's first welcome our two team captains, football rambler Luke Moore and broadcasting superhero (laughs) Natalie Sawyer. Let's go to Luke first. Hello, Luke. How are you? I'm very well, Welcome thanks, to Glory Hunters. You are the man behind the Football Ramble podcast. I am. Thank goodness, a podcast about football. It's actually, been, yeah, it's actually renamed to Football Ramble Daily now. Oh. Now, how did it start? Uh, it started in um, just with me and a few mates making, making a show about football. But we were, we were doing that kind of thing that everyone's doing now, but like in 2007. Oh, right. So, yeah. Before it was cool. Is it cool now? I don't <laughs> think it is cool now, is it? No. Do you think it's jumped the shark? We certainly have jumped the shark, yeah, yeah, years ago. But it's yeah. huge, isn't it? It's massive. How many subscribers and stuff do you have? It does about three million downloads a month, I think. And they all pay you a pound each? They do, yeah, which is why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, you are one of our resident captains. Yes. Is there a leader on the football pitch that you are going to model your style upon? Well, I, I came into this thinking I'd probably try and model myself on Roy Keane. 
Is Roy Keane your favourite player of all time? No, he isn't, but I think he's, he's the kind of definitive captain, isn't it, in my opinion. Who is your favourite player of all time? It's a good question. Probably Paul Gascoigne, I'd say. Gazza. Yeah. yeah. Who's your favourite player called Luke of all time? It's got to be Luke Moore, isn't it? Luke Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Namesake. Yeah, exactly. I once got booked onto a TV show because they thought I was him. Did I tell you that? No. So I, that story. I, they asked me to go on an ESPN show back in the day. <laughs> And said, so, will you come on? And I thought, oh, that's a bit odd. They must be a fan of the podcast or something. And no word of a lie, I always accepted it. And they said they'd send the car for me. And as I clicked on the TV guide to set it to record, it said, and we are joined by Aston Villa striker Luke Moore. <laughs> and you turned up. I went anyway, and no one said anything. And, and I imagine they were sort of running around like maniacs behind the scenes, but they, 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 they went through with it. And did Aston Villa try and sign you after that? No. No, no one came knocking. No one came up. No. Oh dear. No extra points. Can anyone name any other players called Luke? Luke Varney? Luke Young. Luke, Luke, Luke Young, Young yeah. no, Luke Shaw, points. of course. Luke Haku? The ladies and gentlemen, Luke Moore! <laughs> Captain of our other team yes. is Natalie Sawyer. And Natalie Sawyer, you're a Brentford fan. I am, okay. I am. And of course, in the late 70s, Bradley Walsh was on Brentford books. <laughs> uh, do you, does it seem odd to you that the most famous player never actually played for the club? <laughs> <laughs> No, because we've had plenty of famous players. Come on. Stan Bowles. Stan Bowles, Chris yeah. Chris Kamara. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris Hewton. Mm -hmm. Dean Holdsworth. These are all players who are sort of more famous for playing at other clubs, <laughs> <laughs> other than a Brentford. A little bit, a little bit. But yeah. they're still big names that play for so Brentford. So did you, did you grow up in Brentford? Uh, nearby, yeah. Well, nearby. I lived in Chiswick, so yeah. that's my local club, yeah. And you've always, and how many games a season do you get? Oh, I've got a season ticket and I yeah. go with my dad and my brother, we're regular. Um, oh, I don't know, uh, at least 15 I'd like to think at home. Luke, can you name anything famous about Brentford FC? I used to work in Brentford actually. Did you? Um, can I name anything about the Brentford FC? Yeah, they've got a pub on every corner. There it is, thank you. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows that. <laughs> That's the fact we all know. Yeah. But we've only got a season of that left. One moving, more season. We're moving stadiums. Can you Take name all four you. pubs? Take can you name it. all four pubs? Oh, now you're going to ask me. Uh, the Royal Oak, the New Inn, the Griffin and the Princess Royal. And how are they going to, I mean, they say, you know, two pubs a day shut down in this country. Know, well. There's going to be four pubs in one day. At the end of the season. It really will. It'll, it'll be a bit of a struggle for them, I think. It's a bit of a shame. And the new ground, is it looking good? Have you been in it? Have you had I, a visit? I haven't been in it or anything, but I can see it and it looks wonderful. Really, it's look, it looks fantastic. I'm very excited about this new stadium. Very, which is down good. the road. It's not far from Griffin Park. Very good. Ladies and gentlemen, Natalie Sawyer. <laughs> OK, we've met the captains. Let's find out who will be contesting today's game. Alongside Natalie is comedian and Crystal Palace fan Kevin Day. Great. And with Luke is Sunderland supporting broadcaster Andy Dawson. <laughs> Kevin, let's come to you first. Thanks very much for coming on Glory Hunters. My pleasure. Good morning. Now, you're a yeah. multi-award winning stand-up. You've worked on every yes. comedy show going. Uh, the thing I like on your CV the most is that you once made Slash a cup of tea. I made Slash the best cup of tea he's ever had, apparently. How does Slash <laughs> have his tea? Strong. Because obviously no he's, from, he's, he's, from, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's from Stoke, obviously. Okay. It just it, it made Phil Jupiter's laugh very much. We were doing, it was the first time I did Buzzcocks, basically, and Slash came in with the hat and the entourage. And I couldn't think of anything to say to Slash. He said, cup of tea, Slash. And Slash said, oh, I love a cup of tea, man. So I made him a cup of tea and he says, it's the finest cup of tea ahead. Because right, you don't know how he speaks. That's a rough approximation, but he's more Stoke than <laughs> that. Like he's from Texas. <laughs> no, he's, well, he's from Stoke, but his accent's all over the place. But he, um, yeah, he's uh, strong, no sugar, uh, and in a mug. He asked for it in a mug. A cup of tea slash is what I normally say when I'm on my way to a match <laughs> and I have to stop yeah. at a service station. 
And as a Palace fan, yes. uh, how are you approaching the start of the new season? I'll tell you what will constitute a good season, we haven't had it yet, is if I could get into November without working out permutations, I'd be happy. Because already in October last season, I was going, what, 28 games to play, if we win six, Fulham win eight, well, we're in trouble. Oh, so I'd, I'd right. like to get, if I get all the way through till Christmas, not even worrying about that. Sorry, Kevin, do you get any enjoyment out of football at all? None. No, OK. <laughs> I, I, I hated the first game I went to as a five-year-old. I've hated every game since. I, <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. I'm like all my, my wife fully understands. The reason I love... I, I adore Crystal Palace. I, I love Palace too much. I understand that. And I, my wife understands that, for me, the best single moment in my life was when we Alan Pardew scored the fourth goal at Villa Park. Uh, we're never going to score a winning goal in a semi-final like that again. That's fine. <laughs> Well, Alan Pardew managed to ruin the FA Cup final equaliser by dancing like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He first time we met my wife, Alan Pardew kissed her hand, which was just. <laughs> she's a Guardian reading feminist. Didn't go down well with her. Not go down well. I literally threw myself in the, in between them, saying, "Can you just that's as far as it goes?" It's um, <laughs> it's a glazier. It's the other thing, the players. This is make me laugh. It's like a new, I know I don't like getting to know footballers because. They don't love the club the same way I do. No, yeah. and they don't give a monkeys about the history of the club. They don't understand it. But I got to know people like Damien Delaney, who's a proper working class hero. And this is the thing, the players used to just laugh at Alan Pardew because famously he was a glazier. That was his job. All right. Yeah. And they said every time they did a coach trip to an away game, it just passed me. Yeah, I'll put the windows in there. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I'll put the windows in there. And once he said, he said boss, that's the shard. You can't possibly, you can't possibly put be playing football. For, now I put the windows in there. See the ones at the top. I did put the windows all in the there. All the way. I did that. Yeah. Now you you have the honour today of representing Crystal Palace. Have you ever represented them before? We played like a charity match or? I used to be in a pub quiz in Crystal Palace. Uh, that's as close as you got. I, I once. <laughs> thank you. So if you snip out the pauses, this is a great audience. <laughs> I am. Um, I took a penalty, a half-time penalty challenge for charity. This is what I mean. And I hit the bar, because right, it's amazing as a non-footballer, those goals are a long way away, that yeah. yards turns out to be quite far, <laughs> doesn't it, for a, a bloke my age, you know, because uh, the reason I love radio is because on radio I'm an athlete, uh, on telly, two athletes. <laughs> I know the PA announcer, so, so I hit the bar and I trudged off to UFAP. And the, the PA announcer, he's one of our own. He's just stopped, still staring at it. I was yeah. half delighted about the fact, but, it's, it, but I just being on the touchline at Salah's part, I just I get because it's a terrible ground, but it's our terrible ground. But no, I'm I'm, so I'm very pleased to represent uh, Crystal Palace here today, and I shall do so with the best of my ability. Now on uh, Luke's team today is none other than Andy Dawson of the Atletico Mints podcast. It's hugely popular, Andy. Yourself yeah. and Bob Mortimer. Yeah. Fifty percent of the listeners come for Bob. The other 50% come from me. It's a very equal thing, yes. <laughs> it's not just Bob Mortimer's fans that come along. And, and you promise, slightly you promise by 8, me. 8 football each week? It was 8% when we started. It's down to about 2.5% now. Yeah. We're working towards a 0%. Do you monitor it's, it weekly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like um, we're trying to go carbon neutral yeah. with football. <laughs> yeah. So eventually we'll just, there'll be no football whatsoever. How did it come about in the first place? Um, a bit weird. Um, I got to know Bob through Twitter and I went along to a, a recording house of fools. He invited me along to that when he was doing that with, with Vic and we went for a few pints afterwards. Um, got along all right. And I think the idea of doing a podcast was mooted that night among the alcohol. And then Bob uh, had triple heart bypass surgery a few yeah. weeks later. I remember which the is a, about as that, good yeah. an excuse of getting out of a commitment as anything I've ever heard of. Um, we all like it when someone cancels a meeting. Yeah. We like that. And he recovered. And a few months later, I, I brought it up again. So it wasn't getting out of it that easily. 
So yeah, we just started doing this podcast. We were gonna we were gonna make it about football, and then we realised about three episodes in that our opinions held no weight whatsoever. <laughs> no one was interested in us talking about you know how good Yaya Toure was for Manchester <laughs> City or whether he was on the decline. And there was a point at about episode four where we talked about uh, Kiki Flores, who was the Watford manager yeah, yeah. at the time, and whether or not he'd be able to skill the wall of a house using only a Watford scarf. And we kind of thought, ah, oh, this is where we want to be going. This is what it is, yeah. really. For those people who haven't heard it, how would you describe it to try and... Or do you not want new people? No, You've new got, people you found are good. Your people. New people are good. I mean, it works for me on, on two levels because I'm part of it, because I'm in there, but... As a fan of Fraser Mortimer for 30 years, yeah. I get to sit there and listen to Bob Mortimer doing his thing. And I think it's some of the best stuff that he's ever done. I agree. So it's just an absolute joy. But if, if you love Bob Mortimer and you love you don't love football, don't worry about that. Come along, get involved, have a listen, because it's not footballish at all. We're going to play some, actually. It regularly, as you say, it regularly features people like, like Peter Beardsley, Sean Dyche, Steve McLaren. But, but Kevin, I don't know if you listened to Atletico Mints, but as a Palace fan, you may be surprised to hear what happened when Roy Hodgson dropped by and revealed his secret hobby. So, Crystal Palace, Roy, the uh, season hasn't really taken off yet. Sorry, Robert, but I don't want to talk football. It bores me stiff these days. Everything that needs saying has been said. Fair enough. So, um, what would you like to talk about, Roy? Warhammer. Sorry? Warhammer. Warhammer. The... War... Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> what, the board game? It's not a board game. It can be played at any appropriate surface. Six foot by four foot tabletop, for example. So that's like a hobby of yours, is it? So who do you, who do you play with? Christine Benteke. He's a daft lad, so he generally plays as an orc or a goblin. Right, right. Do, do, you, do you actually like football? No, I don't. <laughs> Sorry, Robert, I've got to get to Games Workshop to buy some orcs. I'm going to take on Benteke in his own game. <laughs> It's been a pleasure. It really has. <laughs> and what's the game called? Warmer. Sorry, what? Warmer. <laughs> Can I just say, that's not dissimilar to trying to interview Roy Hodgson. <laughs> I, I did a Q&A with him just the week the season finished. And he's, he's a charm out. I did a Q&A with him, a lot of Palace fans. And he said to me, can you not ask about the home form? <laughs> I went, well, I won't, but they will. And I jokingly said, I'd, I'd planned to ask you mostly about Russian literature. And then ten minutes later, I was pinned in the corner, and he was still. I say, you more of a goggle man, a Dostoevsky oh. man. <laughs> right. But then he started. I'm quite clever. But then he started throwing names out, and I thought he's made these names up. And I was convinced that if I said, "Yeah, I love uh, Chalabar," he'd be going, "He's actually a footballer." Yeah. And, and then all the way through the, as you kept saying, as I said to Kevin before about the work, seminal works of Gogol, that's the football answers in that. So when somebody asked him about the home form, he went, "How does that work out in terms of Russian literature?" To me, it's like, what? Oh, so now I, know, your own game. now I know he's thinking about Warhammer. And <laughs> it's, a very, it's a very good impression, yeah. Andy. I mean, I've, you do a few other impressions on that. What's Roy Hodgson? <laughs> was Roy Hodgson. Yeah. I do apologise. Yeah. very. Uh, I just uh, opened the door and let him in. <laughs> I think the trick is to think Harry H. Corbett. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> dirty old there. man. Like yeah, there yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah, there. Yeah, That's yeah. Now, to see who kicks off, traditionally we toss a coin, but we needed something a bit more radio-friendly, so instead I'm going to ask our two teams to listen carefully to this classic clip, courtesy of the brilliant Hawksby and Jacobs, because a question will follow. I'm phoning, you know, about Craig Brown's selection for the Scotland squad. Yep. I, um, he must know that Hearts have got a good team. We, we get Colin Cameron in the squad, mm-hmm. Stephen Presley... Yep. I just don't know why, for at least three seasons, he's been ignoring Antinemi. Antinemi? Aye, I don't know why he doesn't get a game. <laughs> for Scotland? Aye. He's from Finland. 
He's what? He's finished, isn't he? He's not finished. He's only 28. <laughs> there we are. Classic clip from H&J. Now, the question we're going to ask Natalie... Right. ...is on that clip. The question is, where are Finland currently in the FIFA World Rankings? Oh, Kevin, what do you think? Um, in the 20s, I'd say, Natalie, wouldn't you? Oh, I'd say a bit higher. As in lower, no, lower. You, do you not pay attention when this goes across the, the strap on Sky? World rankings isn't something I follow, I'll be honest. It goes across all the time. It's a constant, Jim White's <laughs> constant world rankings update. I should look out for I that I shouldn't more. have said that. Sky will take that. That'll be orange Thursday now. Jim White's <laughs> World Cup rankings updates. <laughs> Fawn in with what you think. Justin, you just in. We've just seen Estonia and a news agent. Hi. <laughs> Tell us what. Um, you, I would. I would say lower than tw in the twenties. I'll be guided by. I'm, I can't understand a word of your West London street. I know twain, it's terrible, isn't it? Your Brentford <laughs> voice. I'd, I'd, I'd say forty something. You, you can pick though. All right. Well, Natalie's gone for the debt for the forty. I'll go for the six. Forty six. Forty six. Sunderland. Ooh. What do no, you say? No, I said thirty five. I think it's one of those anomalies that they sometimes have in the world rankings. Well, they're higher than you think. Uh, yeah. But I would we've only got to go higher or lower than that. That's all we've got to do, really. Is it as close as we've got to get to it, is it? You've yeah. got to get, uh, yeah, as close as you, I suppose, so there's you no can point, to the actual you might just go higher 46. 47. Yeah, all right. We'll go with that. Go with it. They've cheated, gone the wimp's way out and gone for 47. And the answer is 58. Oh. There we are. So oh, Sunderland man. kick off first. And we start with this. This morning we're in South East London in front of a live studio audience. Our distinguished panel have absolutely no idea what questions they'll be asked as we play A Question of Sport Time. So, A Question of Sport Time, Sunderland, can we have uh, our first question please from you madam in the big hat. Sorry, sir, it's a lovely haircut. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, I'd like to ask the panel, uh, what is their proudest sporting achievement? Lovely question. Thank you very much. Luke Moore's team, Luke Moore and Andy Dawson. What is your proudest sporting achievement? Andy, we'll come to you first. OK, it's not Sunderland related. I hope that's all right. It did took place in a Blackpool Weatherspoons <laughs> in 2006 in May on the day of the FA Cup final. Uh, you'll remember Liverpool beat West Ham on penalties that mm -hmm. day, spectacular cup final. Steven Gerrard with a late goal. Mm. Uh, yep. Um, I was there on a, a weekend away with a few mates. We watched the final in the Weatherspoons and um, a few drinks had been taken, let's say. And after the match, about 7pm, I was challenged to a game of pool by a Liverpool fan. Okay. Um, I took up the challenge. Uh, the Liverpool fan then removed his false teeth oh. and put them on the side of the pool table because he said it made him play better. Oh. I thought, right, okay. This it's is in Blackpool. This is in Blackpool. <laughs> makes sense, it yeah. makes sense. We, we put 50p's on the side. Right? <laughs> yeah. 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 He put his teeth down. He said uh, it made him play better. I realised I was up against the man who played the game before. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah. I thought, here we go. It was an epic battle, not dissimilar to the cup final that we'd watched. Um, but I managed to triumph and stay on the table in keeping with the traditional rules of the sport. Um, and I realised I had a psychological edge over this guy quite early in the game because it turned out he had no recollection of Liverpool having won the FA Cup final <laughs> an hour or so before. Nice. And I thought, I can win this. He's not at his best. And sure enough, I did win it. And that is my greatest ever sporting achievement. Oh, it's a great, it's a great story. Thank you very much. I'm going to award it four goals. Four goals Whoa, there, a four-goal early, early lead. Luke, can you match the story? Not, probably not, but I'll give it a go. When I was about eight or nine, 
um, I was at, uh, do you ever had like play scheme at school in yeah, the summer, yeah? yeah? And the play scheme thing, and, and on that particular day, it was a darts competition, right? But it was a, it was round the round the board. Did you ever play round the board? Round the clock, where, yeah. Where you go, the clock, yeah. yeah. You put round the clock where you have to go up the numbers in the order. And I won it, right? Okay. It was great. It was great to win it. And um, but that afternoon at the play scheme, there was like a, a pantomime type play, comedy play thing, and um, with with older kids and like teachers and all that kind of stuff. And they called kids up from the crowd at the end to talk to them and and to give prizes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they called me up as the kid who won that. And this was about 1988, 89. Yeah. And the teacher who called me up didn't know me. And she, as, I, as I came up, she said, oh, you look just like um, one of the boys from Bros, right? Because I had like spiky blonde <laughs> hair yeah, and yeah. I was a lot skinnier than I am now. Matt and Luke. Yeah, Matt and Luke, exactly. Not and Craig. It, and I, no, 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 not at all. No. And they said, what's your name? And I said, Luke. <laughs> and they went, yeah, good one. Everyone laughed. Oh, yeah, yeah. What's your name? And I was like, no, no, no it, it is Luke. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, very good. And then I actually got admonished and told off for using my own name. So the whole thing kind of paled into insignificance. Oh, so it was proud, so but also very disappointing on the same day. The tapestry of life, life's rich pageant, if you will. And did you break out, when will I, will I, I be famous? I think, <laughs> no? genuinely, I, I think I might have actually cried. I think oh, I might I'm have cried. Shame, a sadder story yeah. than well, my one with its own soundtrack. Well, no, mm. if I if I if I had known what I know now, maybe I'd have busted into song, but yeah. I don't. Nice, isn't it? A, a bros lookalike who won who won the darts. I'm going to give you two goals. Two okay. goals each. No, no, no. Four. Andy got four. <laughs> oh, You've okay, got right. Two goals. So you right. scored six goals. Hey. Hey. We are very very good. So we're going to have the same question. For Crystal Palace, Kevin Day, Natalie Sawyer, who'd like to go first? Can to I, throw first. Can I, Game on. <laughs> my, my main sporting achievement. I faced six balls against Malcolm Marshall once. A very That's angry Malcolm that. Marshall. Nice. Wow. You'd think so. He was, he was very... It was, <laughs> I was doing a TV show for a, a Southern TV, as it was, a Meridian. Uh, and it basically it was me doing the various sporting challenges. And they got Malcolm Marshall bowled to me off a three-yard run-up. Uh, and I was very well padded up. You know, you, know, you see those videos of... Uh, Police dogs being trained. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how padded up I was. Right? <laughs> but I managed to get a bit of bat to the ball, which infuriates. The next thing I knew, 22 yards away, there's like a group of blokes around Malcolm Marshall, sort of waving their finger in his face, going, "No, no, Malcolm, no, no, no seriously, Malcolm, you can't. He's an amateur. You can't do it." And I, and I just got the jib. But and, it, and next thing I, it's, I, you've got a long time to think when Malcolm Marshall's running at you with a, on a full run up. Yeah. You've got a really long time to think, and he got really cross because the first. Proper bully bar, I just walked off. It's though. a great song. I'm going to give you three three goals, Kevin. Kevin Day, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very good. Natalie. Natalie, come to you for oh, your, any, any sporting well, event that you've taken oh, part in that you have a trophy for? or. Well, the only thing I could really think of was when I was younger, school and sports day, for four years running. That was, for some reason, we only did it for four years in my school. Unbeaten in the relay team, my class. Oh, yeah. good. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. What leg, what leg I were was you second running? leg. Second leg. Loved it. I remember walking up, striding up to my position, and like rival girls were around me, going, "This that's Hartington. They're fast. That was my class. <laughs> They're Hartington. Fast. They're fast." And I remember thinking, "Yeah, Fastington we are." Fastington, more like. But exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Did you really so, want the fourth leg? Did you really want the? No, because the I, second I is the most unglamorous of all. No, the legs. but I wasn't fast enough for fourth, so okay, I was quite fine. happy with yeah. second. Yeah. I liked it. Humble as well. I don't know, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want first, because I don't no. want to be given the start, but yeah. I didn't mind can second. I just, can I just say, for somebody who claims to have been brought up on the mean streets <laughs> of West London, Hartington doesn't sound quite as <laughs> street. It was named, we our classes were named after roads around our school. Oh, Hartington. 
Yeah. Arlington, if you said Arlington. Arlington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, That's different, Arlington, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you, you were the relay champion for your class? Can you remember the names uh, of, the of the year? Of the year. Can you remember the names of the other people in your relay team? Alice. Alex, I'm going to give you a goal for each one. <laughs> uh, the trouble is I can't I, check. I can. I can't actually was, check if they're actually called that. It was Alice, Louisa and Jazz. Oh, yeah. once Jazz again, all oh, hard names. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a tough Jazz. school. Yeah. Very good. I'm going to give you... Chiswick Community School. Wait, wait, so I'm going to give you, you uh, one goal for running and winning Thank you. And, and three goals for remembering their names. <laughs> so you get four goals. Natalie Sawyer gets Thank four you. goals. Well, that's the end of the round, and that means the current scores are Crystal Palace are on seven goals, and Sunderland are on six. <laughs> and there's still all to play for as we move into our next round, which is... My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. Each of our guests <laughs> must tell us why the club they support is bigger than their opponents. The key thing here is that it isn't all about medals on the table. This is about winning the hearts and minds of our audience, both here and at home. Sunderland, Andy, mm. Luke, you're going to go first. Are you ready? I'm ready. You have one minute to tell us why Sunderland is a bigger club than Crystal Palace. Right, well, there's the obvious stuff, such as a larger fan base. For example, we broke the record for the League One average attendance across a season last season. Um, there's that thing about an honours list that isn't blank, which Crystal <laughs> Palace have got. Ours have got some honours on, albeit from many decades ago. Uh, whenever Sunderland reach a Wembley final, we make a weekend of it. We just decamp en masse from Wearside set up camp in Trafalgar Square. Uh, there's an orgy of noise and colour. <laughs> Palace fans, I don't know, they come on the bus or something like that. Our stadium, it's newer than Palace's stadium, but it's, it's state of the art. And it's also built on a former coal mine. So as well as the 40,000 odd fans that we get in there, we can wake out. We've also got the ghosts of all those miners who perished <laughs> underground cheering us on. What other club can boast ghosts among their fan base? You know, to seal the deal, I would say that we once bought a player called Milton Nunes from Honduras, who his nickname was Tyson. He was four foot ten, and he never played for us. It turned out we bought the wrong Milton Nunes. <laughs> you can't have anything better than that in your history books, and that's why Sunderland is better than Crystal Palace. Bang! Oh. There it is. A round of applause for Andy Dawson. We're in some interesting points there. I wonder how Palace will respond. And Kevin Day, you are going to tell us why Crystal Palace are a bigger club than Sunderland. A minute, you say? A minute. <laughs> <laughs> you won't need a whole minute. Just... Crowd is interesting. We have got, of course, the uh, record fourth division and third division home crowd, but we'll let that pass. Uh, yeah, the fact that we're closer to Wembley than you are, that doesn't make you a bigger club. We don't camp out because we can get the bus, simple as that. I'd rather talk about similarities, actually, before I describe in one word how we're a bigger club. We are proud working-class clubs, there's no doubt about that. Both teams are proud of their working-class tradition. We're a suburb of London. You're a suburb of Newcastle. That's <laughs> interesting. Um, but, and of course, you do have... You, you were the Bank of England club back in the day. Bob Stokoe did run on a Wembley pitch in his pyjamas and Trilby hat. It's always a sign of a big team. And, of course, as you mentioned, the fan base, but I've checked this with uh, the Premier League and whatever division Sunderland are currently in, and it turns out that how you measure fans is the amount of fans that are there at the end of a game and not at the start. And we tend to have roughly 25,000 fans at the end and not 119. So we are quite clearly a bigger club. 
a muted applause, a muted applause, and it falls to me. you know why? Because they can't handle the truth. That's over. And because he's got a lovely accent. It is a lovely accent. You have to give him that. I've got Natalie's harsh West London twang. I've got a harsh South London twang, but he's got a lovely... This is one of the reasons. He's got a lovely whimsical accent, so he's a nice chap. They don't know the sort of things he was saying. Simple sounding fellow. They don't know the sort of things he was saying in the green room. Or what passed for a green room in this shabby setup. We've gone over the minute. We've gone over the minute there, Kevin. I mean, I'm going to have to take goals away for that. There was a significant arrogance on your part. Let's call it a South London arrogance to your argument. Any reasons why they were bigger? He just denigrated Sunderland for the entire minute. All he did was take apart, which is typical Premier League behaviour. Um, just looking down on everyone else, going, we, "You're rubbish because you're not in the Premier we hit League." That kind of thing in League One. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I didn't make the case that we were bigger. I just didn't like to patronise the audience by going over things they already knew. Yeah. Again, we I'm not very patronising <laughs> in a South you London accent. They lost to Portsmouth in the Checker Trade Trophy final, and that was another thing you needed. I'm sorry, I sounded arrogant. I will console myself the next time I'm watching Man United play at Sellers Park. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like so any of this. Digging. Being a non-league fan, I don't like any stop, of this. Kevin, I'm going to go for the lower league team. I'm giving. Sunderland two goals and Crystal Palace one. Yay. Well, that's good because that's a giant killing because we're a much bigger team than Sunderland. <laughs> right, the so round isn't so over. Congratulations, little Thank team. Thank you, fan. Kevin. Thank you, South London. <laughs> Chippy South London. But the round isn't over because I'm going to invite the captains, the captains Luke and Natalie, to tell me why the club they support is bigger than their opposite number. Now, as it is our first week this week, this is the only time you will get to do this as week in, week out, arguing Brentford v Portsmouth. I can only see it as a ratings loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the Brentford v Portsmouth show. Now, Luke, you're up first. Yeah. Please tell me why Portsmouth, Pompey, are bigger than the Brentford Bees. Two league titles, two FA Cups, the loudest fans in the country... <laughs> And no one knows what Brentford do or are for other than four pubs on the corner of a ground in the shadow of a lot of other bigger teams, I would say. So um, I don't really need anywhere near a minute for that. I mean, we're Whoa, proud, proud, a proud, illustrious island race and nation. <laughs> South Sea, because, is it South Sea? <laughs> Portsea Island. Oh, Portsea Island. Apparently it's okay, technically yeah. an island. OK. Um, yeah, and we've got the bloke with the bell as well. What, <laughs> yeah. what more do you need? Can I actually tell you a funny story about that? So I wish you would. There was, a, uh, there was a, uh, a kid and his dad in front of me at Fratton Park once, and, and John Westwood, who was the guy with the bell, uh, was doing his thing. And when Portsmouth got promoted to the Premier League, he became like a bit of a, a poor man celebrity, right, because everyone saw him on the TV for the first time. And so he became a bit of a big deal down in Portsmouth. And, um, and a kid, this kid in front of me went over to him and asked him for his autograph. And when the kid came back to his dad, his dad said, listen, next time you want the autograph of a drunk man who smells of B.O., you come and see your old man, all right? <laughs> You've okay. rescued it back. You've pulled it, was it back. Mean, there we are. It was a bit, it was a bit mean. mean. It was doing the other club down rather yeah. than bigging your club up, yeah. which I you don't like. two league titles and two FA Cups. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. I understand. Then you went for the jugular. Yeah. That was unnecessary. Ruthless. There we are. Right. <laughs> Portsmouth is one of the best clubs to visit, but they do call themselves... You're not helping our case here. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but it's just, I, I interviewed some Portsmouth fans who hated Harry Redknapp so much they wouldn't say his name. Mm. So oh. they, they kept referring to him as Jamie's dad. Yeah. 
<laughs> or Sandra's husband all the way through because they simply couldn't bring themselves to say his I name. I know people with Ed like that. <laughs> yeah. With your boy Ed. <laughs> you and it was a long interview as well, but you can only admire that level of bitterness when, and hate that they wouldn't say his name. When Harry Redknapp went to Southampton, I genuinely, I'm not, this is not a joke, I saw people in the street setting fire to the newspaper that he was on the back of in Portsmouth. In Portsmouth. Yeah, they were so angry about it. What's the name of the paper in Portsmouth? Uh, this was a national newspaper. The name of the, the newspaper in Portsmouth is the Portsmouth Evening News. Oh, yeah. Have you ever been in it, Luke? Probably not, actually, no. Oh, no, I wouldn't have thought so. I mean, why would made, I be in it? Not even made no, the Portsmouth Evening News? I don't think so. Not, no, no, I don't think so. Andy, you've been in Sunderland Echo, I'm going to say. Is it um, Sunderland Echo? Yeah, I was in a few years ago, yeah. I wrote a book called Get In The Sea, which was based on a Twitter account that I started. Oh, yeah. So can you imagine how I was photographed <laughs> to, <laughs> to oh, illustrate that interview? I, in I that don't know book. how they did uh -huh. that. <laughs> yeah, I got in the sea, Charlie. Yeah. In February, You're not too proud. the North Sea, <laughs> Sunderland. Yeah. wasn't pretty. Yeah, we got, uh, Natalie, the, the Brentford the Evening Standard? Uh, I have been in the Evening Standard and also the Hounslow Chronicle. Hounslow Chronicle, that's the one I'm more that's, interested in. That's what were you in the Hounslow Chronicle for? Uh, oh, gosh. Brentford-related things. Talking about Brentford, bigging them up, obviously, yeah. because they are a big club yeah. these days. Um, but I have also been on the back of a bus <laughs> as well. My face, oh, my face plastered on the back of a bus. Come to Brentford that type thing. That was on thing. purpose. It wasn't just some cycling no, accident huge, that went badly huge. Wrong. Advert of just my face. Come not, to Brentford. Not great. Yeah, thumbs up. Basically. <laughs> not even the reason why. Normally they say there's lots of stuff to do it. <laughs> yeah. This is just no. Come to Brentford. You know Ke what? Kevin, South London Press. <laughs> Croydon Advertiser. Croydon Advertiser. Yeah. I've been in the Croydon Advertiser most recently under the headline: uh, Palace fan makes idle boast. Oh. Was that about the last round? No, because I, 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 I just tweeted jokingly the Thornton Heath Pond. It's a local landmark, and it's a pond, but it's, it's obviously it's got no water in it. It's mainly coke tins and empty chicken buckets. Yeah. So I said, if Benteke scored twenty goals that season, I would swim naked across oh. Thornton Heath Pond. And it was obviously the safest of bets. It's obviously, <laughs> but it's obviously a quiet news week in Croydon because that made it. Like, they picked it up. Made idle boast. <laughs> <laughs> Crystal Palace fan came in there is threatened. It said to swim naked across. <laughs> Even in their own headline, they're using the word idol. Yeah. Enough of local papers, uh, Natalie. Mm. You are going to tell us why Brentford oh. FC are a bigger club than Portsmouth. Well, I mean, I thought, Luke, you started off well. You made some valid points, but you're living in the past. Yeah. You've got to talk about the now. Where are you now? 2008. But you, yeah, ago, that's how ago. far ago yeah. you're going back yeah. to the glory times. Now you're in League One. Okay, maybe challenging for promotion, but Brentford in the Championship. We've got a very small area for our catchment area. You've got the whole of Portsmouth. We've got three clubs in West London alone that we have to fight for in terms so of our fans. Have you been to Portsmouth? <laughs> it's not fertile ground, let me tell you that. <laughs> but having, having said that, there's four clubs in West London alone. Now, in terms of valuation, I think our team is probably better than yours. If you want to go down the historical route, they always say you're only as good as your last game. Well, we beat you 3-2. So oh, I'll have that. Check, did you go and check that in advance? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did, just to make sure. I thought that you were going to say that you won third division south in 1934 no, or something. was in April 2013. It was it, OK. Yeah. Anything else, Natalie? No, I think that's it. I'm quite happy with mine. Well, I'm very happy with that answer. There is the end of that. Give Natalie Sawyer a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very good. Uh, so, Carl, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Luke, I'm going to give you one goal there, because I thought it was very aggressive. Very aggressive answer. It was just doing the other just team down I'm tall and you rather remember. than bigging yourself up. I've just remembered you're tall as well. <laughs> and I, this is my out, Charlie. The essential flaw in this whole round is that all of us have essentially just had a go at each other's team. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But because somebody did it in a whimsical voice, <laughs> you didn't hear the having a go bit. You just heard, oh, he's standing up for his yeah. entity. Whereas I the rest of us, because of our conglomeration of accents, you've gone 
straight for the regional. Because Kevin, I like a regional accent. You, you love a regional accent. We all know that. Your accent is a source of great amusement for all of us on the comedy circuit, there as you know. I'm getting it back. It's a head start in comedy. <laughs> it's lovely. But you Basically, you've sided with, with Sunderland because they Correct. are... The talkie still bitter. The He's still bitter. It's an idle boast. And also because I give actual reasons. Yeah, yeah. actual yeah. reasons, actual facts, yeah. which is what Natalie did. Natalie sat, did a calm, collected, measured with it. Measured, and she had actual facts in front of her. There was no anger involved. And I'm going to give you three goals for that. Natalie Sawyer gets three goals. Which means at the end of that round, the scores are Crystal Palace eleven, Sunderland nine. Woo. There they are. Yes, now next up we hit the flux capacitor and travel back in time here on Glory Hunters. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. To Glory Hunters with me, Charlie Baker, where Crystal Palace are taking on Sunderland. I know, I can't believe it either. And I promise you, it's far better fixture than it looks on paper. Time now for a round we are calling back in the day for reasons that will become blindingly obvious. Crystal Palace and Sunderland faced each other in the 2004 First Division playoff semi final. Palace went through on penalties before beating West Ham in the playoff final. Now, I'm sure that game is etched upon the memory of our two guests, but what else do you remember about that year, Kevin, Andy? We're going to travel back to 2004 to test your knowledge of that time. Please feel free to confer with your captains and it's Palace to go first. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go, right. <laughs> Question one, as Palace fans celebrated, they may well have been dancing in the street to number one album at the time, which was the greatest hits collection by this band. I'm on a night 
Train, but do you know who that band was? Yeah, I, yes, Natalie does. Yes, right. she was tapping her foot to her. Um, if it's not Joy Division, I'm struggling. It's, it, it's, I was thinking you said Guns N' Roses straight well, away, I did, didn't you? Because it just it's, sounds it's, um, like Guns N' Roses, but it's more like um, what's that American band that's got McFly? McFly? No, no. Not McFly or Bros. <laughs> um, Where are you going? I, I, as soon as he says the answer, I'm going to go. That was it. But that's not how quizzes work, unfortunately. Yeah. Natalie, you're the captain. What should we go with then? We'll go with, your, go we'll with, go with Guns, Guns N' Roses. Roses. You went with Guns N' Roses. It was Guns oh, N' Roses. Yeah. There we are. Oh. And of course, Kevin, he, Slash sounded particularly well refreshed in that. <laughs> he'd had a, he'd had a lovely cup of tea. tea. He'd had a lovely cup lovely of tea. Lovely cup of tea. Did he have any sugar in his tea? Slash? No, no sugar, no. No, no sugar he, he, he bridled when I suggested sugar. Did he? Bridled? Oh, he did. Oh. Yes, How would he did. Slash bridle? He, he, he kind of tipped his hat yeah. up a little bit because he, he sat, for, mo for the most part, wonderfully. He sat on his chair but was like leaning against the wall with two legs back. And you want to do that thing a teacher does, so you're going to fall off there. <laughs> but he had he <laughs> sort of the, the hat and the wall and the chair created. If you hadn't listened to the first part of the show, this You've, is going to be baffling. Oh, dear, terrible. But it was, a, it, it was anyway. a kind of 3D, free angle effect. It's, yeah. Anyway, that was correct. Guns N' Roses was correct. And you got one goal there, one goal round of applause for them. Sunderland. Coming to you, the pain of losing that semi-final may have meant that you failed to notice that the Euros were taking place that summer in Portugal. But I wonder, can you recall the name of the tournament's mascot? Ooh. It's an A, B or C, it's oh. multiple choice. Okay. Kinas. Kinas. Mm -hmm. B, footballer tricks. <laughs> footballer <laughs> tricks. Amazing. C, Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony can't be B. It can't be B. Oh, Kinas, footballer tricks. Before. Tony, footballer tricks before. How do you spell A? Kinas. K I N A S. I've heard of footballer tricks before, but that might be from a different tournament. I've heard of Tony, but he's just a bloke who works <laughs> yeah. at Quick Fit. And we all know Tony. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first one I've never heard of. I would, I would plump for footballer tricks. Luke, Moore. I've got nothing Luke better. Luke Lawson, sure. I've got nothing better. Team captain. I've got nothing better, so got I'm nothing happy better. to go with Andy. I'll, I'll put my B? faith in my players, yeah. B, footballer tricks. The answer is A, Kinas. Oh. Unlucky, mate. Oh, yeah. Never he mind. He was a cartoon boy dressed in Portugal's kit. The name <laughs> is taken from Bandera das Quinaf, which is the name of Portugal's national flag. There we are, Bandera yeah. del Quinaf. Kinas. Footballer tricks. question what they've got. Is <laughs> this <laughs> Guns and Roses? <laughs> <laughs> can, can you name a mascot from 15 years ago? <laughs> you had three choices. <laughs> Three choices, two of which are obviously not the right answer. It's, it's so it's unlike football thrilling. fans to moan. Right, here we go. Also, footballer tricks should be doing ball juggling and asterisks book, shouldn't it? Oh, yeah. lovely, wouldn't As it? You walk, Asterix should just walk past a little kid and go, who's that? Footballer tricks. It'd be good yeah. just, it would be good just to name the mascot Tony, wouldn't it? Or like, yeah. here's Barry, but it's just Barry. Barry. Here he is. Next mascot. Exactly. Right, uh, three. Question three right. goes to Crystal Palace. Here we go. Greece were crowned Euro champions in 2004. But can you tell me who finished that tournament as top goal scorer? Was it A, Cristiano Ronaldo? B, Milan Baros, Czech Republic? C, Rude van Nistelrooy for Holland? Ooh. Cristiano Ronaldo, Milan Baros, Rude van Nistelrooy. I feel like he's in there. Mm. The other two are too obvious. So Euro championships in 2004, go top goal scorer. No, no, I'd, I would go with you. You broadcast 
near Jim White every day, so just by osmosis, <laughs> just, you should have this sort yes, of knowledge. Just by being no, so next to him. Go for? We were, we were both the middle a, one. Yeah, we Milan, both. Milan, Milan Barros. Milan Barros is correct yes. with five goals. There we are. Cristiano Ronaldo got two, and Ruud van Nistelrooy got four for Holland. Sunderland. The 2003-2004 season was also the year of the Invincibles. But which team eventually ended Arsenal's unbeaten run? A. Leeds. B. Man United. C. Blackburn. Right, Luke's whispering. Leeds, Man United, Blackburn. So I, I remember them. I remember the reason I'm saying Man United, Andy, is because I remember the Arsenal players having T-shirts made up. And obviously they, because it was going to be their 50th win, a 50th yeah. undefeated game. Right. Okay. And they were never weren't able to use them. I think I've got a memory of a couple of the players right. walking down the tunnel at Old Trafford. Okay. I think. All, all I'll say is that at the end of that season, my first child was five months old and I hadn't slept for five months, so I've got no idea. I'll go with your You weren't with your invincible. <laughs> I was very much not invincible. No. I, I, you, we call I'm Man happy United. with that, yep. Man United. Correct answer, Man United. They won 2-0 uh, in October 2004 and it ended Arsenal's unbeaten run of 49 games. Question five. Crystal Palace, can you tell me which of these words were recognised by the Oxford English Dictionary in 2004? A. Millennial. B. Podcast. C. Hashtag. Millennial. Podcast. Hashtag. Recognised by the Oxford English Dictionary in 2004. Seems a bit early for millennial... I bet it seems a bit early for podcasts as well, isn't it? But I think hashtag's hashtag. too far too early. Oh, is it? I, I feel, but I could be completely wrong. Well, you've been right so far, so... No, I no, you... Millennial? Millennial or podcast, it'd be one of those. What do you think? Millennial. They've gone with A, Kevin's answer, millennial, which is incorrect. Oh, the answer oh, is B, podcast. Oh, no, we didn't know. Sorry, no, no, we're going to do our podcast now. We'd millennial. You, you would have got that, yeah. you two big... Brains trust, isn't it? Podcast, mass, massive trust. in the podcast game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we are. Millennial dates back to 1987, oh, wow. when it simply meant someone who would come of age in the next century, rather than what it means now, which is a source of preoccupation for daily male colonists. <laughs> right, there we are. Six, Sunderland. The Olympics returned to their birthplace in Greece that year, but what events were introduced to those games for the very first time? A women's fencing b patunk c mixed dodgeball <laughs> well, I can't, the olympics can't returned to greece I what love events patonk. were introduced to those games for the very first time what, what women's patonk? fencing patunk mixed it? dodgeball i'm gonna go for fencing because it's the only one i've heard of yeah, yeah. fencing mixed fencing we'll go fencing please charlie is, is, that, mi is that mixed fencing because that's women's, women's fencing. fencing right okay because yeah. mixed fencing's a business in sunderland <laughs> 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 The answer is A, women's fencing, correct. Well done, mate. Patunk. Now, Patunk, there is a chance that Patunk may be included at the 2024 Olympics in Paris, along with a couple of other traditional French pursuits, such as shrugging, freestyle existentialism, and rioting in a high-vis jacket. There we are, and uh, that was correct. Sunderland, well done, well done, Sunderland. And that is the end of that round, and the scores are Crystal Palace 13, and Sunderland clawing it back on 11. Uh, while they validate the scores via VAR, it's going to have a little chat. So we have a little chat. Is that sure. Right? A little chat, Andy. Well. Now you've made football your career now, of course, with your podcast Atletico. You, you say that, yeah. Making it a career, yeah, is hugely successful. Yeah. Do you, do you love doing it for the football angle of it, or for the comedy side of it, or just that you get to do something that is a hobby as your job? 
Yeah, well, like I said before, the football thing doesn't really apply to it very much anymore. <laughs> so it's, um, I mean, me and Bob both love football. That's why we started doing the podcast because we kind of felt that our clubs weren't represented all that much. Yeah. And we just wanted to talk about football, then realised that nobody wanted to listen to what we had to say about football. So doing mince is just, it's just a joy because it's just, you know, I get to sit down in a room with Bob Mortimer and laugh. Do, and do, get paid do you get for it. so like on? You've got loads of catchphrases and and characters on on the podcast. Yeah, Steve McLaren as a snake called as a snake called like Casper, yes. and it goes in. There's a lot of a lot of episodes where you're focusing on Steve McLaren and his snake yeah. Casper that is sick. Yes, yeah, a in, lot. In, yeah. in great detail. Yeah. Do, do, has Steve McLaren ever found out about any of this? Do you know, or uh, does Peter Beardsley know about the weekly Peter Beardsley updates? Not as far as we know. We've had no official feedback no. from anyone in terms <laughs> of you know someone saying this is really good. I like what you're doing about me, or on the other side of thing, legal letters. Saying, <laughs> yeah. Please cease and desist at once. What, so we don't know. My snake bit? is actually in rude health. Thank you very it's, much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what's the bit when you're sitting in recording it that you laugh at most? in the room uh, it's when Bob does Peter Beardsley yeah. and at the end where he reads out jokes I, I just I just have to get away from the microphone because I just lose it Peter Beardsley doing the corner jokes is a surprising comedy hit oh god I'm just in tears in the corner of the studio <laughs> at that point yeah and have you got any high profile listeners that have got in touch with you on Twitter or Big, big star um, listeners. Mark Lawrenson appears on the show quite often. <laughs> yeah. And um, we've heard that Mark Lawrenson is aware of the podcast, yeah. but doesn't really understand what it is. That's about as good well, as it gets. Imagine trying to explain to him, well, yeah. Mark, you, you've got, you know, you're, you're, you're married it and you're friends with Rafa Benitez. Yeah, and yeah you've got a rabbit called Nguini. <laughs> um, Mark Lawrence, it doesn't seem like the kind of fellow who'd throw himself into the world of podcasts. No. No. So. Luke, you're huge in the world of podcasts, and as you say, you started it absolutely years ago. Yeah. When you see other podcasts rising up around you, do you yeah. see it as a as a battle, or do you see we're going to be different? How do, how do you try and approach other people's podcasts? To be, um, well, Football I don't, podcasts, I don't, particularly. I don't approach them. No. No, it would be inappropriate. I um, just focus on myself. Just do just do our thing. We do show every single day now, so it's kind of busy anyway. But I do know for a fact that Johnny Marr listens to the Football Ramble. Does he? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, he sent, me, he sent me a signed book. He sent me a signed autobiography. So that's, that's quite proud of that. That's good when you've got sort of, you know, Crystal Palace away, there'll be panic on the streets of London. <laughs> exactly. And then if you've got Aston <laughs> exactly. panic on the exactly. streets. I'm going with the song there. You see where I was going. going. Yeah. It's very good. You've got another podcast, Top Flight Time Machine. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's, it's the other one I do. I do it with um, Sam Delaney, who is an occasional broadcaster on Talk Sport, Talk indeed. Radio. Yeah. Um, again, it was an idea of doing a podcast about football, which then quickly deviated away from that it was going to be football <laughs> seasons in each episode and now we mainly talk about ghosts uh, coin drop machines uh, digging Tuppany Nudgers yeah Tuppany Nudgers that's what we call them We've on Timothy Tuppany Nudgers uh, is that what they're called that's what we call them a Tuppany <laughs> Nudger Natalie probably does the 10p one she's got yeah. a few quid it sounds oh, yeah. quite Victorian doesn't it a yeah. Tuppany Nudger <laughs> a bit of a euphemism yeah. he's a bit of a Tuppany <laughs> Nudger <laughs> <laughs> Grabbers, I like. They're my favourites. Yeah, yeah me too. Do you, think, do you think they're rigged, Natalie? Yes, I do. Heavily, do you? Heavily wow. weighted. You ever won one on, on, a, on a grabber? on the occasion. Have you? On a few occasions, but more often than not. So how much, Natalie, no. I think you should be very careful because you, you know, the, world, the world of social media as it is, Natalie says, 
<laughs> grabby machines are rigged. <laughs> yeah. There's a story that's You pick it up and then oh, they go through. How much thinking. are you prepared to put in uh, oh, a grabbing I can, machine? I can, I can, oh, five oh. to ten pounds? Yes, yes. easily. Well, you look, when you've you got an eight-year-old son going, Mummy, I want it, I want it, and you know. And, and you fail. You literally and, fail in front of your And then I have to teach him that life is hard. That's what they're for. Yeah, exactly that. It's a good life lesson. I actually, to my shame, offered the bloke 30 quid once. Who had the machine? For was, the machine? No, as I was so keen to impress my little boy, as he then was, that I said, mate, can, if I give you 30 quid, can I have one of the... And he was horrified. <laughs> He's like, literally, never in all... I went, mate, I can't be the first he one. He didn't take it. No, he just said he had too much integrity, which I... <laughs> I think he was hanging out for more money. The way Kevin said that was like he said, I've got, I've got no control over this thing. <laughs> He's got a mind of his own. It'll kill us all. You know, it sounded really sinister, that story at the start. Is there a pier in Sunderland, Andy? Yes, Rooker Pier, yes. And has that got tuppenny nudges and gravel machines? <laughs> it doesn't. It, it, was, it was closed down so for a couple one. of years due to uh, storm damage. But it's open again. But there's nothing on there. You oh. just walk along to the end and some people fish off the end of it. We don't, have, oh, that we don't have any amusement. That is sinister the way he yeah. said that as well. Yeah. You think? He's nothing on the end, you just walk off the edge and some <laughs> people fish. Listen, oh. have you been to Sunderland? <laughs> I haven't actually, no. That's a good one now. No, I haven't. It is. Walking to the end of the pier and fish. We've got South Sea Pier in Portsmouth as well, of course. I've got that down yeah, there. Yeah, that's got a lot going on. Yeah, it's got so a lot I'm going quite on. quite jealous of that. Well, so yeah. South Sea, South Sea, good, good uh, Tuppany Nudger market or...? Yeah, I used, to, I used to aspire to the 10p ones. I was saying to you earlier, I used to, I used to think one day I'll be able to try the 10p ones. Yeah, I should go back actually. Go yeah. back now. You got a few quid from the old podcast game. Are you well, really we'll rakes in the cash. Yeah, <laughs> it's mostly it is actually mostly ten p pieces. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be quite convenient. Yeah, very good, Kevin. Now, you have performed in front of someone. I'd say the most famous person in the world, the Dalai Lama. Oh, is yes. this correct? Did he heckle? No, uh, but he wasn't a laugher. Oh, like this uh, lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, this lot. This lot laughed, but he. he <laughs> How did you get into that situation? That's incredible. Yeah. I had no idea the Dalai Lama was going to be... I th it, was a, it was a massive charity benefit for an East London uh, housing charity. Right. That um, Tony Blair was at. Uh, and I got a, an antsy note from him at the interval because I was hosting the thing. Once well, so you do this thing where you have to get everybody to move one table. Was he Prime Minister at the time? Yeah, so yeah. I said you have to move, what we need to do now is move everybody slightly to the right. Oh. Obviously that might ring a bell with our current Prime Minister. But <laughs> and I got a note saying the Prime Minister would appreciate it if you didn't. Uh, but the Dalai Lama was there and he was absolutely charming. Uh, but then he apologised afterwards and said that he didn't find laughter an appropriate expression of release. So, but he enjoyed it very much. And I kind of stopped myself from saying, well, you could have told your face. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I didn't want to be the one that said to the Dalai Lama, Mate, you were like Mount Rushmore out there. You were the only person I could see. <laughs> Everyone else was laughing except the Dalai Lama. So now I've got to go home and say, how was the gig? It was all right. Dalai Lama hated it. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is not a sentence you often get to say. But, it's like, but luckily, being a serene man that he is, he felt that he had to explain to all of us, it's fine, I did really enjoy it. But Do you know what? Next yeah. time I go to a show and I absolutely hate it, and it's a friend of mine, I'm going to say, I don't find laughter an <laughs> appropriate, appropriate sense of release. release. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Natalie, uh, Kevin's uh, performed for the Dalai Lama. <laughs> Have you ever interviewed someone you've been in complete awe of? You've oh, been not been able uh, to try and find the words? Well, I did have to interview George Clooney once. Ooh. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Did he interview you? No, did you interview him? no, I interviewed him, but it was one of those things where it was kind of as live, we oh, had right. to do it, yeah. but it meant when there are issues graphic-wise and things, 
I'm so sorry, George, we're going to have to start again. And then by the time we actually did do the interview, he made references to things that had gone wrong that for the viewers watching at the oh. time would have gone, what's he talking about? What were you interviewing him about? Uh, his film Tomorrowland. Oh. Yes, I was on the red carpet. Oh. Well, on the stage on the red carpet. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Did, had you seen the film or were you? I had seen the film. And I'd, I'd, had, and I'd quite enjoyed it. Um, so he doesn't understand how editing works. George Clooney. No, <laughs> he's in thought, Hollywood. You'd have thought. Yeah. I know. How I tall know. is George Clooney? Oh, uh, maybe Did a he seem tall like tall Luke Moore? No, definitely not no. the giant of Luke Moore's no. I'm not actually that tall. Well, <laughs> how tall are you there? I think like 6'3". No, oh, that's, that that's, that's tall. That's tall. That's tall. <laughs> it's not like crouch tall. tall, is it? It's not like you don't walk in a room and people look at you and go, blind. Well, we all did go, whoosh, you've grown. This isn't about you. This is about Natalie and George Clooney. You asked me. I know, sorry. And who? anybody else? Anyone? Oh, gosh. What's the biggest sports name? You've interviewed. Uh, must be some huge ones there. Yeah, Pele. Pele wow. doesn't get much Pelé. bigger than that. Pelé's pretty big wow. Yeah. And, and what did he yeah. talk about? The editing in the film? Yeah, just yeah. Done, it, was, it was really inter interesting. <laughs> what was George going on about? Yeah. Um, the editing yeah. and escape to victory. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one. We move now into our penultimate round, where I want each of you to abandon your principles and go for all-out glory in the round we call Sporting Heretics. You'll each have 30 seconds to deliver a piece of pure footballing blasphemy as you lay waste to a sacred cow of my choosing. Quite simply, the louder the boos from our studio audience, the more you will score, as everybody understand what we're doing. Yes. Of course yes. you do. Fantastic. I'm going to start with Luke. I'm going to start with you. Okay. I'm going to give you Maradona's hand of God goal was brilliant. It was brilliant. Absolutely. You know, he's a work of genius. Um, any top athlete in football will try and get an advantage any way they can, whether it's a player shepherding the ball out with no attempt to play the ball or diving around to try and win a penalty, throwing themselves on the floor, pretending someone's elbowed them. I think why not, if you're going to do that, do it in the most extravagant and impressive way possible, on the biggest stage possible. And Maradona was a genius because he was just really simply ahead of his time because they're all doing it now. Luke Moore loving Maradona, ladies and gentlemen. What do we think? <laughs> Okay, I think you made a good argument. The Thank audience you. seemed to really hate you as well. <laughs> so I'm going to give you... It's been a running theme, Charlie. running theme throughout the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Charmless. Yeah, uh, we're going to give you seven out of ten. Thank Luke. you very seven. much. Kevin Day, replica kits aren't expensive enough. They're nowhere near expensive enough. First of all, you need more away kits. Uh, we've only got... Palace have only got three away kits. Whatever... I, I don't know what clashes with black, blue, white and red, but apparently we need a kit that doesn't clash with any of those colours. The kits don't cost nearly enough because the trouble is, you need, they need to be expensive so that over-optimistic, overweight fans like me are priced out of the market because there's nothing worse than seeing the shirt that you love stretched beyond capacity on a bloke who thinks he's 12 stone and clearly isn't. In the mirror, right? maybe. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they, don't cost, they don't cost nearly, think of the amount of work and loving care that goes into making each and every one of those polyester marvels. You can't throw them away on human beings who aren't Greek gods. It's as simple as that. They don't deserve to be worn by overweight, slovenly people like me. So the only way you can do it is prices. Otherwise, my wife just looks at me in scorn and I never wear it again. Which is, but not everyone's married. They haven't got a wife to look them up and down and raise their eyebrows and make it quite plain that they shouldn't be wearing. At Palace, they have a thing, this is true, I know all the staff in the, in the club shop, they have Returns Day, which is the day when all the blokes who bought pro-cut shirts <laughs> bring them back because they can't get into them. So the only way you can avoid that is to make the replica shirts much more. At 65 quid's nowhere near enough. What price would you have them ask, Kevin? I would start at a thousand quid. A thousand pounds a share. That simply as that. That's what I would for. start at. And what do we think of that, student audience? <laughs> Boo! It was a great argument. A thousand pounds a shirt. I'm going to give you eight points, Kevin Day. Eight points. 
Here we are. Andy Dawson. Darts uh -huh. is an Olympic sport. <laughs> well, darts should be an Olympic sport. I mean, it, the, the Olympics is the, where the, the best sports in the world are uh, represented. Uh, darts is the second best sport in the world after football, so why is it not involved? The javelin is in the Olympics, which is just a massive dart, <laughs> and there's no target involved. The hammer throwing, that's just throwing a lump of metal somewhere. There's no target, there's no skill involved, and yet darts isn't allowed to be in the Olympics. It's the greatest thing. I mean, the dartboard itself is made up of five rings. All right, it's seven rings <laughs> if you include the numbers, but that's besides the point. Indulge me, please. Darts should be in the, in the Olympics, it's obvious. Andy Dawson with darts is an Olympic sport. Oh, it was good, it was good. We're going to go nine goals, I'm, nine I'm goals, Andy. Please yeah. convince. I like a great it. job. Natalie, can you convince us? Half and half scarves are brilliant. They are brilliant. I really do think they are. We shouldn't see them as market stall tat anymore. When we're living in an unfriendly world that we're in right now, we should look at them as a symbol of peace a scarf of unity, of togetherness. I think they're lovely. And what better way to remember your first game? You'll know exactly which team you were, you know, where you were at, which team you saw, what day, etc, etc. And also, if you're undecided about who you want to support, well, you could be a Tottenham fan one week and a Charlton fan the next. <laughs> it just gives you that versatility. And I think they are absolutely brilliant. Plus, they're a nice accessory and you can match them to whatever colour you're wearing because they can be a mixture of colours. So, all in all, I think a half a half scarf are brilliant. Natalie Sawyer, everybody, I think she, oh, <laughs> she, she, she absolutely smashed it there. I'm going to give her 10 goals, Yay. 10 goals for Natalie Sawyer. Round of applause. There we are. So at the end of that round, Crystal Palace are on 31 goals and Sunderland are on 27. Oh, let's now, in the dying moments of the game, we now move into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. You're four goals behind, lads. How are you feeling? We're still in the game, aren't we? Yeah, we're still we've in got it. a lot to play for. Yeah. Yeah. Try and turn it around. OK, we're going to have a good go at this. Remember, you're a, a cocky leadership, or you're going to try You seem to uh, make it quite clear early on in the show <laughs> that you thought there was an element of cockiness over this. <laughs> I, I did say that out I think, loud. I think humility is yeah. probably too late now, isn't okay. it, for us as a position to adopt. You're shop, park the bus? No, I'm going to be as flash as possible. As flash as possible. Yeah. I don't want to disappoint you when you go back to A flashy talking. South Londoner. Imagine <laughs> that. Now, remember, you are up against the clock, so if you don't know the answer, it might be best to pass and move on. Losing side goes first. That's you, Sunderland. Quite simply, I need you to tell me which of the following are the names of actual footballers by answering true or false. Are we ready? Yeah. yeah. Your time starts now. Norman Conquest. That's true. true. Yeah. It is true. Mark Deman. That's true. true. <laughs> yeah, he's Dutch. True. true yeah. A Belgian footballer. Oh, Belgian, sorry, yeah. does what it says on the tin or indeed his shirt. Ken Komatau. True. Know. It's false. Deal breaker. Dealbreaker. True. It's false. <laughs> Peter Panda. That's true. That is true. Definitely. Yeah, I've heard true. of him. He's true. a German footballer. Comes from a large family known as the Panda Division. Oh. Peter Hucker. That could be true. That would go true. Yeah. Former QPR keeper now runs a soccer so school in yeah. Wanstead, East London. The motto of which is, if it's not fun, it's not football. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that. So this quiz is not football. Yeah. Danger fourpence. True, 100% true. 100% true. Zimbabwean footballer, no idea if he can turn on a sixpence. Lionel Blair. False. <laughs> it is false. It is false. Fabian Arsman. True. <laughs> That's He's true. He's friends with Tuppany Nudger. Tony Tony. True. False. Ah. Yeah. Neil Shipperley. Ah, true. <laughs> it's Neil Shipperley. Simone Simon. 
<laughs> false. I'd, like, I'd like that to be true, but it's probably false. Correct, it is false. Cheeky arse. True. true. Played for Paraguay in 98 and 2002 World Cups. There it is, the end of the round. You're and right you have there, scored. Man. We will finally right. look point. at the VAR and see how many you have scored. Ten wow. correct. Very, very good. Yes. Happy with that. Part under pressure back over that side. So after that round, you were on 37 points. Giving Sunderland. ourselves a fighting chance. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure on the did. Six it's points ahead, six goals ahead of Crystal Palace. She's looking at your sheet. I can see her. Oh, She's oh, not. There's no answers on this sheet. Good. There's no answers Good. on this sheet. Honestly, you didn't care at the start. <laughs> see, that streak comes out. I know, it does. <laughs> the competitive streak has come out. Crystal Palace, Natalie Sawyer, Kevin Day. Are you ready for the final round? We are. Yep. Okay, next up, you have 60 seconds to tell me which of the following are actual names of five-a-side teams registered in the UK? Okay. Are we ready? All right. Your time starts now. Barocca Juniors. True. Yeah. True. Bayer Neverlusen. True. True. Hackrington Stanley. False. Correct. FC Porco. <laughs> True. False. Oh. Inter Milan. True. Correct. <laughs> Manchester Hare United. True. No, it's too contrived. False. Right. It is true. Oh. Substandard Liège. True. Uh, yeah. True. Pipe Smokers Liège. False. Correct. <laughs> AC a little silhouette of Milan. <laughs> oh, that's got to be true. Tis true. Oh, that's I think, brilliant. I think Crystal Fowler's played them. Like. <laughs> Some genius. <laughs> Dynamo Chicken Kiev. True. Correct. <laughs> Hell A Galaxy. False. False. Real Breathless. True. False. Oh. Stow Need a Rest. True. Tis true. <laughs> Real so so bad. True. true. Correct. Sporting a beer gut. <laughs> true. It is true. And that's the end of that round. A round of applause, everybody. There we are. Very good. And at the end of that round, you scored 13 oh, points, right. Crystal well Palace. Yeah. It's amazing yes. how many you can get through, isn't it? It's amazing when you really race through it, Charlie. Do you think I was racing through it? Do you? Yeah. Oh, you We've got little biographies of all the players that were true. Uh, just reading out a list there. Trying to make it factual as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've shown your colours. Yeah, well. They did flash you a little bit though. They got, they got <laughs> eight yeah. more than you or something. You've shown your colours there, Bacon. I'll tell you what. It's got pin my moaning. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, there we are. Sorry, I can't, Which, we can't hear over the sound of celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> Which means the final scores are 44 Crystal Palace, Sunderland 37. <laughs> Andy, would you like to give me a bland and empty post-match reaction? I'm gutted. Sick as a pirate. Sick as a pirate. <laughs> uh, Kevin? Does that count as three actual points? Three actual points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. great. We'll really try. Great. We'll try. Yeah, brilliant. We'll try. Oh, great. Now, so we're fourth. <laughs> <laughs> to our winners, we say... You will never know what that means to me. That is everything. Everything! We love you, boys. We Love you. There we are. <laughs> and for our losers, the fans are already baying for blood. There is no passion. There is no vision. There is no aggression. Nothing is there. What the hell is there in this football club? Uh, that's fair assessment. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like, sounds <laughs> so like I'm not there. Come in. Yeah. Now there we are. Passions as ever running high here on Glory Hunters. Join us at the same time next Sunday. Until then, from myself, Charlie Baker, and Kevin Day, Natalie Sawyer, Luke Moore, and Andy Dawson. It's goodbye. So that was episode one of Glory Hunters. Andy, still fuming? Livid. Absolutely livid. <laughs>
Can't take that. Luke, not happy with the result? I'm disappointed on behalf of my team. My teammate is, is, is hurting at the moment. Okay. He's going to have to bounce back. I've, I've talked to him later. I've 300 miles to be here and I feel humiliated. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad I'm not going through it the next round because if I was, I wouldn't come back. <laughs> OK, That's there we are. As always, people happy at the end of Glory Hunters. Really <laughs> looking forward to it. Natalie, happy with the win? Very happy. I'm going off for a baby sham right now. Baby sham. Celebrate, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Kevin, nice for Palace to win something, I suppose. I'm not even going to dignify that with his remarks. <laughs> and there we are. I, I couldn't even say it properly. Yes, <laughs> yes I, I couldn't be... Uh, up, uh, apart from the birth of my son and my wedding, I think this is probably in the top six or seven. It's on the birth of your son at your wedding? <laughs> South London. Like, what a day that was. South South London. Well, two, <laughs> day, two days before he got his first tattoo. What's it to you? <laughs> there we are. I hope you join us next week on Glory Hunters. Please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. And rate us and retweet us on Twitter and tell all your friends. Thanks very much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.